1: PlushCare Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss.
0: Welcome to a very special episode of the Waffle Shop podcast. Today, not only am I joined by my glamorous co-host for the today, Tim from the other side of the pond, I'm joined by the hilarious Abigaya. How are you doing? How are you both doing? Welcome to the Waffle shop.
3: I'm good. Uh, I,
0: just, I feel like I should point at like <laughs> it's your turn to speak. Because
3: we're on Zoom, it's always like we record our podcast on Zoom too. So whenever you ask an open thing, there's just this pause of like, who who goes first? There's no first? real eye contact. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I'm good. Uh, I am. Uh, I, I'm good. I have nothing big to report. Things are fine. Oh
0: gonna be a very short episode Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Once I get there, going, you.
3: stuff comes up, and I'm always yeah. like, "Fine, you know, nothing." And then someone asks me something, and then I'm off. So
0: yeah, <laughs> I feel like you've kind of same up now because Tim. I feel like you're going to bring a lot of kind of.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm actually doing really good today. Most days I'm not, but I'm excited to be here, man. Once you asked me to come on this episode, I've been uh, I've been really good, and now I I meet a new friend as well. So this is great. Yay! See, just a
0: gift that keeps on giving. This show. Yeah, but it's a very interesting topic and i feel like it's one that we kind of all relate to but before we get into that i start each one of my shows with something called the weekly waffle which is something so minor that gets on my nerves that (laughs) quite frankly i love moaning about and i thought as i've got two you know two people from across the pond here on today's show the thing that's been kind of winding me up lately is pumpkin spice (laughs) (laughs) Latte, <laughs>
2: disgusting, disgusting.
0: Oh, okay, okay. I'm... I like them. Um,
3: right, I'm very <laughs> okay. basic This is, this is like what I, wanted. I also <laughs> used wanted. to be a yoga instructor, and I'm used to have live, laugh, learn somewhere in the house. I'm, yep. I, I'm unabashedly that person at times.
2: <laughs> are, you, are you just always cold too? Yeah.
3: Just lots of sweaters,
2: <laughs> scarves everywhere.
3: Yeah, lots of scarves, UGG boots, and leggings. I don't own anything Ugg with boots a button. Always look
0: really comfy, but <laughs> I feel like you just can't. But then I feel like Crocs are more acceptable now in the UK. So I feel yeah. like maybe one day we'll be able to wear. Well, men will be able to wear UGG boots. You never know.
3: I, I, I think UGG boots were originally for men, weren't they? Were they? I have no idea.
2: I might have just made that up. I don't think they're
3: American. In my head, I'm like, look at those boots. They're clearly German. They're if they're not German, they're European of some
2: sort. I think they're Australian. Are they? Re- Why are Australians Why wearing UGG boots? boots? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I think I'm making both of these things up. I think yeah. I just probably had okay. a dream about this right now, so I don't know.
0: This is the first time and and the last time I co-host with you. You're a liar. yes. <laughs> <Just> See, <laughs> my fact checking is terrible. Good one job. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what my favorite thing is when the ugg boots kind of get worn down and they kind of turn in at the side i quite like seeing that when i'm out
2: <laughs> i just did a quick search uh in 1978 a young australian surfer founded the ugg brand on the shores of southern california oh, oh. learn something so... new every day
3: well look at that <laughs> you walk welcome all the way from pumpkin spice to ugg boot facts
0: you know what, i feel like i'm literally just <laughs> brought you both on here to like trash americans <laughs> this is not yeah. what i'm doing i promise yeah. you.
3: <laughs> i can't speak for tim but i'm used to it i've <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: had one chart and i've literally taken it <laughs> <on this podcast. laughs> uh, but yeah no i find them really
3: irritated. now
0: all of a sudden they're everywhere and there's someone at work who every time i walk in with a starbucks cup they're like oh is it a star is it a pumpkin spice latte i'm like you said that two days ago, and it wasn't funny then. <laughs> so <laughs> no. what makes you think it's going to be funny now?
3: <laughs> Here's a question. Do you hate the way it tastes, or do you hate the fact that it's now, like, a meme? I think,
0: I mean, the smell of pumpkin. I love Halloween, but the mm-hmm. smell of pumpkin makes me feel a little bit queasy, and it's just kind of, like, getting your hand in there and just scooping it out. Yeah. Just, I, I just... <laughs> I just pumpkins don't, freak me I out do, too. Yeah, yeah, they're gross. And I think that in a hot form that people drink just makes me feel a little bit queasy.
3: Okay, I just need to just clarify this real quick. Pumpkin spice doesn't have pumpkin in it. it is like cinnamon and nutmeg, and but it's called pumpkin spice, but there's no actual pumpkin in it. I'm actually gonna mm. double check that right now.
2: It was created in Australia <laughs> by a Southern California. Yeah.
3: <laughs> it's made of cinnamon, ginger, nutmeg, cloves, and allspice. And allspice is basically pumpkin spice.
2: Oh, there the it is. Spice girl, to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> pumpkin pumpkin spice, spice, my favorite spice girl. Ziga ziga. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'll tell you what I don't want. Is pumpkin spice <laughs> yeah. <I> <laughs> well it's quite apparent where this episode is going to go like i think this episode is going to be the actual definition of the waffle shop so i don't know what's (laughs) going to happen i'm really sorry (laughs) but you're having to deal with this but one of the big things that i do want to talk about and i think like i said before like we all kind of relate the correlation between like mental health and comedy with yourself um obviously now your career like you're getting on stage and obviously you're kind of essentially kind of like pouring your heart out but in like a funny way I Mm. kind of wanted to kind of get your opinion on this because I imagine being on stage anyway is obviously quite a vulnerable place to be but your style of comedy like do you pull from those kind of places and experiences
3: yeah there's There's a lot to say on this. Um, I definitely do do autobiographical stuff, so I will pull from like I do pull from my real life, and sometimes it's uh, the sadder, darker parts. Um, It's interesting because there's this trope, or there's this thing. Sometimes comedians will say, especially like when they're trying out new material, if it doesn't do well, they'll just shrug and go, "Oh, this is like free therapy for me, anyways," and everyone laughs, and that is always. Drove me mad because I'm like, no, 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 it's not therapy. It is entertainment. Your job is to be funny and entertaining. This is not supposed to be therapy for you. That is inappropriate. I don't know why, but that has always bugged me. And then the pandemic happened and I couldn't perform for two years. And you know what I realized? It had been therapy all along.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Very therapeutic. Yeah. Needed it.
3: Yeah. Oh, totally. Totally. Um, But yeah, I definitely draw from um, some like, you know, frustrating places or or sad places or dark places like my last show that I did in Edinburgh was called Legally Cheeky. And I talked about me and my partner um, going through the immigration process here in the UK and how my visa was denied spoiler alert i got it in the end um it's very weird to perform it and be like did it did i get it or did <laughs> how i how dramatic Wow, like you're dry in, ice and everything <laughs> in the uk but um i will say it's it's something to draw on and work from for sure like if uh like tragedy in your life and stuff but i cannot be funny when i am in a dark place so like i can write jokes about a depressive episode after the fact but i cannot write jokes when i am depressed or when i am like super stressed like when i was going through the immigration issues um i do need to be in a good mental headspace in order to because comedy is about being funny but being funny is also for me about being fun and that's really hard to do when you're in a bad space
0: no I think Why'd it's you? a very interesting thing and kind of Tim I want to throw it at you as well like with the same kind of question like it's so obviously with the podcast and stuff obviously you're very open and honest about what you talk about and like your journey but obviously I relate to it so it's kind of done in a comedic kind of fashion but do you have a similar thing like do you kind of pull from dark experiences and how how do you find that or balance that
2: yeah, I think I always said my uh, my taste in music and my sense of humor is what kept me alive. And <laughs> I always I'm like a little bit different from you that I I make jokes when it's I'm in this like dark deep place because it's like that little glimmer of hope that's like holding me together. Mm-hmm. So like making disparaging jokes about myself and that and be like I'm like I'm just being a big baby when I have like a bipolar episode. So I'd be like oh, I'm not feeling too good. Wah. Like I'll just make fun of myself right then because I know I sound ridiculous. And then I'll make like really bad jokes, like you, not bad jokes, but like jokes after the fact that like you get out of those dark moments. Like one of the jokes I make, and it doesn't really land with people is I try to commit suicide via hanging. And it was on May 5th, 2019. So I say uh, my day was almost Cinco day Hango and people like either they laugh at it or they don't, but it's for me. And it's yeah. what makes me smile and makes me laugh. So comedy, like watching comedy, listening to comedy, telling jokes to people. Like I did stand up for a little bit, just open mics. But comedy is such a big, powerful tool for me because laughter is the best medicine. And you, I feel like you could agree to that. Yeah, totally. With
0: this, because obviously I, I have a big thing with this that obviously being a mental health podcast and I imagine even from a, from the comedy world as well, like you do kind of pull on those kind of experiences. Um, do either of you ever kind of feel like a sense of guilt when you're in a good place? Because obviously quite, you, we're very open and honest about like our journey with mental health and whatever it might be. But sometimes I find like when we post or we talk about like the bad stuff, that's what does better. But then when you talk about like, oh, I'm really happy, like I'm in a really good place. It doesn't quite hit as well from like a comedy point of view is that a similar thing or have you found that
3: you want to go first tim or do you want me to go first
2: oh i'll go first here um I feel like a fraud. I feel like that when I do like positive things, I, like people expect me to be sad because I'm open with being bipolar and being like manic depressive and, and all that. So it's, it's interesting. Cause yeah, I, I have that feeling too. Like, it's like, I shouldn't be doing this. Like I should be showing my darker side opposed to like, Oh, I'm feeling pretty good today, but sometimes I'm manic. So that kind of shows you like, like he's just being manic. So we don't know if he's doing good or not. <laughs>
3: is he happy to, or is he having an episode that's what yes, people exactly. ask as they scroll it's your a million social.
0: dollar question <laughs> exactly.
3: um yeah so fun fact about me like if we're talking about like putting stuff out there on social media and stuff i very 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 re- rarely put out a like oh things are going shit for me mm. post Um, and I know some people do it all the time and are like really open about that stuff I am not Um, it's a fun little thing because my boyfriend is always like you should talk about that more and I'm like so and uh, I uh, I attribute that to uh, my childhood uh, because I grew up in a very small town Uh, my dad was a doctor he was also a raging alcoholic and uh, and like I grew up in this uh, whole idea of just keeping up appearances like it doesn't matter what's happening at home everything is always fine and uh, now I'm 36 and I've just embraced it as a mantra and I think it's healthy you know there's nothing this isn't a trauma response or anything like that. <laughs> um, and then as far as like when things are actually going good, um, do I feel bad? And the answer is no. I will say like, I think comedy can, like I said, I hate it when people say it's therapy, but then I realized it's been therapy all along. Yeah. So like, I think it's good that people talk about when they're in dark places or going through bipolar episodes and they're they're making uh uh and they're being funny about it because that makes it more accessible and digestible for people and then other people who might be going through similar situations kind of are like oh it's not all that bad or um or just just able to laugh at themselves i think that's a very healthy thing i think it's good to uh make jokes and make fun of not as in like throw rocks but you know make light of dark situations i think this is a very healthy thing i however think it is uh unhealthy to think you have to be in a dark space in order to make good art or good comedy um i think that's a really toxic uh trope or idea that has been banding about for years and years and years, that in order to be funny, you have to be miserable. And I just couldn't disagree with it more. Um, I remember in college, I, uh, I took a psychology class. And I asked the teacher, because at the time, I think in the news, even it was like, oh, are Americans over medicated when it comes to like antidepressants and stuff? I raised my hand and I asked my teacher, I was like, do you think people are over medicated when it comes to antidepressants? And she's like, I don't know. What do you think? And I was like, yes. And she just kind of pauses and she just goes, some people work so hard just to stay at the line. They're using so much energy just to stay at the line. And if they have medication to help them maintain the line, then they could use that energy to make art. And that has stuck with me ever since.
0: That's, deep. yeah, that's a. I was about to say that's like kind of a bit of a tough pill to swallow, but then it would have been an awful kind of. (laughs)
2: Because I feel like I'm that way. I get to that line where like I can just barely get by it to do my podcast because like some days I'm like, yeah, I can do it. But like, all right, I get a little bit more effort and I'm like, oh, okay, like I can really get into it and like edit my episodes and stuff. So, yeah, that resonates with me a little bit. I know exactly what you're talking about.
3: Yeah, and I, I I just I think mental health and stand up comedy, like people talk about it and are open to it in some ways, but I still think, especially in comedy, I hear so many comics like be like, We need to talk about mental health. Let's talk about mental health. It's good to talk about mental health. And then they'll be interviewing someone and be like, you know, I myself am depressed. Now I have chosen not to take medication. And I'm like, didn't you, you just <laughs> ruined everything. <laughs> like, you know, we don't tell people who have a bad heart not to take heart medication and just to work through it. Like, so, in medication is a very complicated thing. It works well for some people. It works not so well for others. Um, I'm really on a roll now. <laughs> I haven't mm. talked all day. So, uh, <laughs> Perfect. Uh, uh, yeah, when I said things were going fine, I lied. I've been on the couch <laughs> watching <laughs> strictly in just a total burnout all day. But uh, <laughs> I've been on and off antidepressants since I was a kid, basically. And um, they took me above, the, you know, to the line, but I never... I never thought I was never like this is how I'm supposed to feel because for me and a lot of people antidepressants cut you off from the top as well as the bottom you want to get out of the bottom but then all of the sudden you can't reach the top of your emotions either. And then I got diagnosed with ADHD a couple years ago, a year and a half ago, a year ago. I'm bad with time. It's been recent. has been a rough That's an rough ADHD thing. Yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it, is. Yeah, it is. It is. In the same way. And uh, I started taking uh, medication for my ADHD and when I had my assessment that and I was like, the next thing I want to do is start therapy and start to work on something, for, you know, maybe get help with my depression. And uh, the doctor was like, let's start you on meds first for ADHD because I have a feeling once you start your ADHD meds, your depression symptoms will go away. And they did. And it's not that I can't still feel sad, or like I told you, I've been kind of like in a bit of a burnout today. Um, And it's not that I still don't have days where I struggle, but my ability to like go out and engage with the world is increased like tenfold. And I still have the whole range of my emotions. I can be sad, I can be angry, I can cry. I can also be happy, I can cry with joy, I still have a sex drive, like all of that still exists as well. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know exactly why that's happened other than it's mm-hmm. like regulating my dopamine. So maybe it's, it was never a serotonin problem, maybe it's always been a dopamine problem. Um, But that was just a fascinating thing that happened with me when I got diagnosed with ADHD.
0: With with that, because obviously you mentioned like your age, and obviously that's quite a significant portion of life, isn't it? Like obviously, I mean, we're all in our thirties now, Um, and obviously, I I didn't go through my mental health kind of struggle until obviously I was in my thirties either. But it was like, well, actually, why? Do you think it was kind of took you that long?
3: I had no clue I had it. Um, You know, it was never brought up to me. And now, you know, like I think anyone who gets a late diagnosis with a neurodivergency, you look back and you're like, oh, that was what all of that was. Um, My boyfriend was doing a lot of research online his he lost both of his parents over lockdown from cancer not covid but it was all very quick we kind of didn't see it coming and uh he was just in a dark place and he he was spending a lot of time online and uh, he was like i think i'm i might be autistic hand to god and listeners at home this is not how you react i was literally like you're not autistic you're just english and
0: whoa whoa, whoa. i talk about <laughs> it
3: on stage i totally talk about it on stage uh oh my god and uh i
0: made one comment about pumpkin spice i did not deserve <laughs> that
3: but i was like i was like no i was like you couldn't you know and at the time i didn't know a lot about autism you know um i i didn't know i just didn't know a lot about it and uh And he did get an assessment and he is autistic and I did a lot of apologizing. And, um, he was like, I think you might have ADHD. And again, I was like, I don't think I have it because when I was a kid, I was assessed for learning disabilities and it never came up. And this has been in my head since I was like very young. The doctor was like, there's nothing wrong with her. She's just a bit slow. And so my entire life, I've just been like, I'm just slow. That's just it. I'm just slow. I had a, and Tom was like, you're not, I, I don't know how many ways to tell you, you're not slow. Like, that's not the issue. And uh, I was like, I, we had like a, we actually like had like a fight about it. And uh, finally he was like, every, you talk all the time about how you feel like you let yourself down, how you can't get done the things you want to do, how much you want to do stuff, but how paralyzed you feel all the time. And you're always frustrated. When are you going to get help? Are you going to wait another 10 years and be in your 40s and then do it? Are you going to wait 20 years and be in your 50s? Like just go to the doctor now, see if you have it. And if you don't have it, you don't have it. And maybe it's something else, but just go to the doctor. So, so I went and, um, but yeah, I don't, I think if it wasn't for my boyfriend, I still wouldn't know. And I think going back to like, when I said, like I grew up in a household where we always pretended everything was fine. It's like, I've, I've just adjusted to like this idea of like, even though I may horribly struggle with what might be considered a very easy task for some people, like outwardly, I'm like, no, I can do it. That's no big deal. Yeah. And then you go home and you're just rocking back and forth. <laughs> You're like, "Why can't I yeah. send an email?
0: <laughs> what is this <laughs> <Pressing them>. Yeah <laughs> I' am like that every time I join a zoom call. Did <laughs> you, I've been doing this for two years, and still I'm like, what, I, what am I doing?" And that, I think that's why I wave when like my guests join because it still right. says like connecting to audio, so I'm like waiting for it to like stop saying connecting to audio, so I just <laughs> wave. Mm-hmm. <gasps> Weirdos, the lot of us. um But I, I kind of want to jump back a little bit. When you said, like, you know, like growing up and stuff like that, and you even mentioned about you being a yoga teacher, instructor, it? yeah, instructor,
3: teacher. You same. They're
0: interchangeable yeah. words to me. <laughs> That's absolute weirdo. Um, but how? What made that jump from yoga into comedy? Have you always had a taste for it or did you just?
3: No, it's not as uh, extreme as everyone thinks it is. So I moved to New York to study musical theater. Okay. And I did that. And when I was studying musical theater on my walk to school, I would pass a yoga studio, specifically Bikram Yoga, which is the hot yoga. Yes, I've seen the documentary. Yes, I've met him. No, he didn't to me. And uh, (laughs) answer all those questions right now. Uh, yes, yeah, he did other to other people, <laughs> uh, believe the women. Anyway, uh, I, I, I just signed up and started taking class there and, uh, I practiced yoga all through my college. And then when I graduated with a musical theater degree, you always need something to fall back on. Cause I don't know if you notice it, but, uh, actors don't work a lot, especially <laughs> when they just leave school. And so I got certified as a yoga instructor and uh uh my, the plan was to you know teach yoga and audition for stuff and then on a whim me and a friend went to an open mic just to see what it was and uh that was my first time doing stand up and there was just this like i mean I, I thought i killed but i bombed like everyone who does stand up for the first time you're like i did amazing <laughs> Is, you're horrible <laughs> uh, but uh anyways uh but that first time on stage I was like oh this is it this is what I want to do because you know with musical theater or theater in general you've got to rely on so many people you need a pianist you need a director you need to get hired but for stand-up especially like open mics uh Tim you'll know it's just like Either you show up with your notebook or you don't, Mm -hmm. you don't have to organize a lot of stuff around it. So I started doing that and now it's my job.
2: Why, uh, why do you think yoga is such a good connection with mental health? Like why does that like go hand in hand? I feel like a lot of people into mental health, like just love doing yoga.
3: Mm. I, uh, first of all, I think it drops you down in your body and out of your head, which is always a really good thing. Um, unlike, unlike some, like, you know, unlike a sport, um, there's no measurement against other people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, you can do it in yoga. I mean, I certainly I got deep down the well. Uh, but it's, you know, you're on your mat. It's just you, you can be as gentle in your practice as you want, or as um, challenging in your practice as you want. So it's easy to adjust day to day. Whereas like, if you're like, so I also like to go running, but the thing with running is, is some days I feel up for running three miles and some days I don't. Mm. And it's really hard. And if, you know, you get a mile in and you're like, today's not my day. And then I'm like, well, I'll just walk around the park instead, I I still, I should, you know, you you shouldn't, but you feel a little like, oh, I couldn't do it today. Whereas like if I step on a yoga mat and I'm like, oh, I'm going to do this really difficult high level um, sequence today and it's not your day, you can go, oh, I'll just pull all of this back to the basics and you're still doing yoga like you're either running or you're walking. Those are two different things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah you're if you're doing a handstand or you're doing downward dog you're still doing yoga and i think think you can
0: relate (laughs) that to quite a lot of things as well though can't you Mm. because it doesn't have to be as difficult as quite a lot of us especially obviously if we're facing some kind of if you if you intend to go for a run and you don't then end up running quite a lot of us would give ourselves such a hard time for not doing that run but the fact that you could still then walk i might actually try yoga i've never never even considered it to be a a thing to try
2: you should try it for sure i love it It was like when i first did it i couldn't even touch my toes and now i'm like super flexible too it's it's such like it makes me feel tall as a short guy so when i start (laughs) stretching i'm like oh i get like a half an inch now i'm like i'm pretty good
3: and it's uh and it's always something that you can do at any age too i remember one time when I was doing comedy, but I'd still teach every once in a while. Now I don't teach at all. But um, there's a yoga studio in um, uh, Melbourne, Australia, uh, in Fitzroy. I can't remember their names. I think one of them might have actually passed away now. But um, the two older people own the yoga studio. And I was taking one of their classes and uh, the guy was, or maybe it was when they took me out to lunch. It doesn't matter when they told me this, (laughs) but. um, Were they
0: wearing (laughs) Uggs?
3: Yeah, see, see.
0: (laughs) As soon as you said Australia, I was like, wait for it. Wait, wait, wait a few minutes. My head brought right into it. <laughs>
3: no, but it was the cooler months of Australia, so we did drink oh. pumpkin spice.
2: Oh. Wow. Wow. Full, circle, full uh, circle. We
3: went to brunch. Beautiful. And if you've never had brunch in Australia, it is the best brunch you've ever had. Um, but they were like, we discovered yoga when we were... F- in our fifties. And now I think at the time they were in their sixties or maybe their seventies. And they're like, we were both just so happy because we found something that we can do together forever. And like, you know, like That's I really used nice. I used to teach in New York. Some of my students were the New York City Rockettes, Prima Ballerinas, Jonathan Groff. And, uh, but- no way. yeah, way. Is he the guy from Glee? No, 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 no. Sorry, he's not the guy from Glee. He is um, the guy who plays Sven. He voices Finn in um, Frozen. Frozen. Yeah. He's he. Well, no, he wasn't. Was he in Glee? He's Lee and Michelle's best friend in real life. I think he might have been in Glee for a bit, but he wasn't yeah. one of the core people. But like, that's cool. My my point is is like. People can go and practice yoga who are like professional athletes, like some of my students could do things with their bodies that I could never dream in my life. And then there are also like, we all leave that part of our lives, like, like kids, if you're young, uh, listening in it, it, it fades like your your phys, your physical abilities will fade uh, i'm starting to see it it's happening now and yeah. i'm fine yeah. with it uh, but you can still do yoga you just you you might not do again as an advanced practice I, I don't know i i think that's nice i think that's why people gravitate towards it
0: i like i think it's really healthy to talk about like coping mechanisms as well though because obviously in the uk like the minute i went to the doctors about like my mental health I was like i'll go for a walk try meditation which straight away i was like i don't want to do those things but mm. it wasn't until i was having these kind of conversations where i was actually like well okay i'm gonna give it a go whereas now like i journal like pretty much like every day just to kind of get like what's in my head out mm. um tim what are your go-tos when it comes to like if you're having like a bit of a day of it like what what are you would you turn to uh
2: just aggressively crying <laughs> no um <laughs> <do you> <laughs> i like i've been trying to run more myself i um running and going for walks well you, it's funny that you say that when someone like suggests it to you you're like no like i don't want to do that but like when your peers or your friends are doing it you're like yeah sounds like a great <laughs> idea Works <laughs> for you it's like yeah the whole thing it's like getting enough water getting enough sleep it's like all the basic needs that i don't need to hear but like you you need to do that and it's tough um i'd say yeah i keep it simple like i love naps i love being lazy i think that's really good for me um but getting out is a huge one like i have like such like social anxiety sometimes even for like my personality like i i have to be with friends but when i'm by myself i get so anxious so when i know like today i went food shopping and went out like i felt great i was like i got out the, the weather was nice so like the nice weather is a huge one for me too. But like when you battle it, when it comes like winter depression, that's when you have to like turn it up a notch and start like really pushing yourself to make sure you don't fall into those dark holes. So exercising is a big one for me, training jujitsu like that. Those are big ones for like mm. actively moving. Love
0: that. One of my biggest coping mechanisms, which is kind of the base of the show, is music. Now, I love these questions that I'm about to ask you both because yes. <laughs> I like to kind of see where the thought process goes to it but we all kind of like to throw some shapes when it comes to like the dance floor and stuff what songs need to be playing to get you both on the dance floor
2: Ooh, you go first
3: I mean I like pop you know I like Lizzo um, I like uh, you know Beyonce <laughs> and uh, Uh, I don't know why, but Lizzo just feels like, like I'm like, oh, if I ever met Lizzo, I bet like she'd be one of my girls. And I'm like, I bet if I met Beyonce, she'd be real polite.
2: Yeah, (laughs) super polite.
3: (laughs) And never, like, she wouldn't be like, sorry, how do you say your name again? She'd be like, thank you for coming. Um, But uh, yeah, I really like uh, pop music a lot. Um, And then just like classic rock
2: and roll is super fun as well
0: like that tim hit me with it
2: uh i i like the pop music you throw on some kesha pitbull i know you're a big pitbull guy (laughs) i'm a Uh, big pitbull fan yeah and then you get like you throw some spice girls in there some michelle branch i'll be getting out there too oh i forgot
3: about michelle
2: (laughs) Branch. how could you there's michelle branch and vanessa carlton it's like you can just go either way and have like a good time
3: i (laughs) am adding them to the spotify
2: right now because you're to me i'll get up there and put my hands up but then like if you throw in some like um some, like casey in the sunshine band or earth wind and fire like uh the let's groove tonight
0: let's groove tonight i like
2: anything yeah anything that gets your shoulders just like shake it i'll ah. go up there and let it out i love dancing is a big one for me music and dancing is like how you let it out and i love i love dancing i'm not good at it but i'm a great wedding like partner to go with
0: <laughs> oh you know I'm, I'm still good at that we still can go for that beer Yes. I got basically, I was supposed to be moving to New York in the pandemic to host a podcast for a, a psychiatrist in America. In New York, to be precise, it all kind of collapsed and to a point where I actually feel like I was being groomed. Like it was all very weird. All very weird. Yes. Oh, to get weird. me into New York, they wanted to send me to Mexico for two weeks. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that's long, sketchy. Yeah, I didn't know that, yeah, dude. Yeah, a lot is a uh, lot's has happened. <laughs>
3: if okay, as someone who's just recently spent a long time in a in an immigration cycle, um, now going to the U.S. is arguably different than staying here, but there are legal routes in, and if someone just says first you got to go to Mexico for two weeks, that's not one of yeah. them. Yeah. <laughs> We
0: got to to a stage. There was one day, it was like 11 o'clock at night here in the UK, and I had a knock at the door, and I was like, literally in my pyjamas about to go to bed. And it was, I opened the door, and it was an Uber Eats guy delivering a litre bottle of gin and a bottle of Dom Perignon champagne that they had sent (laughs) just because. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah i'm glad you didn't go man it probably would have going, been the last I'm time we saw you go. yeah
0: <laughs> i mean it's all it all worked out at
2: the end but yeah
0: because yeah, you
3: didn't do the project <laughs>
2: yeah that sounded like a like a it scam was... like oh man yeah oh
0: yeah i had an office on wall street and everything it was great <laughs> never went did to you it, but... did you though <laughs> did you...
2: <laughs> oh
0: but one of the another question that was, especially from the music side of things, do there need to be song? Because I have a weird emotional connection when it comes to music, especially obviously us Brits love a Dow. You know, she pulls on the heartstrings. You know, we like to pretend to, on a rainy day, to look outside and pretend we're in a music video. Are there any songs that kind of it's like someone's holding an onion in front of you that brings the tears?
3: Uh so like. When you asked about music, you you know you said what gets you on the dance floor. So I named dancing music. But in reality, what I listen to a lot is musical theater, and somewhere that screen from Little Shop of Horrors is the saddest song anyone has ever sung, ever. Um, you you're nodding, Tim. Do you know the song? Do you know what it's I, about? I know that
2: I know the movie. I don't know the song.
3: Uh, so you both are just like, <laughs> like Taylor's <laughs> like, okay, okay. No. Um, so basically, um, this woman, the, the, it's a, it's a sci-fi musical comedy with a talking plant that then goes to space. So I naturally the plant this woman is being abused. This is, um, <laughs> Terrible uh, this,
0: fever. <laughs> yeah,
3: uh, no, but she's in this abusive relationship. Right. And, um, she's starting to fall for this other guy, Seymour, the lead in the musical. And she sings this song called Somewhere That's Green, where she talks about, she dreams of a place away from Skid Row, away from this abusive thing. And I'm going to cry. The, the lyrics are like a track house of our own, a a track house of our own, a fin uh, like, she wants, like, a nine-inch TV. She wants, like, everything she wants is the most simplest, basic thing. And if anything, it's a little, like, low class. And that's what makes it so sad, is that, like, all she wants is just the basics of life. Like, she doesn't want anything more. She doesn't want big furs. She doesn't want a big house. She just you know she just wants the smallest basic little life and it makes me cry every fucking time <laughs> and when when people perform it when people perform it because she's in a sling right because she she's her husband like beat the shit out of her at the very end she goes somewhere that's green i'm not going to try to sing it but she goes somewhere that's green oh, go and, on and and the actors always like reach out for something like as if they're reaching and it's just the saddest thing
0: do you ever reach back
3: yeah (laughs) i sing it when i'm like listening to it like i look mad when i'm walking down the street because i'll mouth words to songs that are playing so i'll just be really sadly like going over it
0: i love music does this to you though (laughs) it what makes you cry (laughs)
2: <laughs> who me you asking me now yes your name's Tim <laughs> oh my bad uh so again I'm a huge Kesha fan and this song I don't think it's even about like what I think it's about I think it's like about like Ruth Gind- Ruth Bader Ginsburg or like women's <laughs> empowerment but the first set of like like would say bars I don't know what they call them like like set of lyrics is a uh, song here comes the change And it goes with, uh, it goes, one day I'll be gone. The world will be keep turning. I hope I leave this place better than I found it. Uh, it's hard. I know it's hard to be lightning in the dark. Hold on tight. You'll be all right. You know, it's time. And that always hit me like in a different way, even though I think the song's about like women empowerment, which is, we all need that. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Feminists right here. Um, (laughs) But that always like hit me back. So I'll listen to that song when I was super depressed and super, super suicidal ideations. And like that song always hits me in the feels. And it's on one of my playlists. And I gotta hit skip like right away if I'm going to, like work or something. I'm like I can't even listen to this right now. I'm, like I don't have time. <laughs> but like on a rainy day and driving by myself, looking out the window, like yeah, I'll throw that on.
3: A song I can no longer listen to that just like every time it's like you have to hit is uh, "Good
2: Riddance" by Green Day. Yeah, that's uh, that one's with the same age. I think they played that at like my middle school graduation.
3: Okay, see again, (laughs) country girl. I don't want to brag, but there's a lot of people who died tragically around my year, and every time someone our age died, because like I said, I think you're that we're the same age, they'd play "Good Riddance." Either someone would sing it at the school assembly (laughs) to honor them or it would be at the funeral. And now whenever I hear that dune that, that guitar, I'm like, fuck no, I can't do it. <laughs> yep. <Yeah. laughs>
0: ah, I've loved this. Yeah. Honestly, I didn't know how this was gonna pan out, but honestly, my <laughs> face is aching from like smiling
2: know what's oh, another okay. sad song and it's like the funny it's like the smartest song of all time she must be making trillions off it and it's from graduation from like middle school is vitamin c graduation because in middle school you didn't think you'd ever see these kids again you're like i'm going to high school with you next year with vitamin <laughs> c the graduation song has to be the smartest song of all time because it's played every year at like every school at graduation
3: you know what i'm no, saying
0: talking about you don't know that song <laughs> No, we don't graduate in the UK. What do you? What do wait, you guys do?
3: Wait, back up. Yeah, we don't. How have I missed this?
0: Yeah, we don't grad. We don't have like a graduation or anything.
3: Not even when you leave, like when you go from whatever it's called into college or university.
0: No, we are just like whoop <laughs> onto the next. You have straight no ceremony. Straight down the mines. oh my god you put in all that hard work and they're like all right good luck yeah i think no if you go to university you obviously you have like a i think you kind of get like yeah oh yeah no it would be a graduation then yeah no you would graduate okay good i I didn't graduate clearly we
3: (laughs) we graduate all the time (laughs) Freaking America. We we graduated from elementary school. Yep. We graduate from high school. Some people graduate from junior high. We did not. You graduate from university. We just love to graduate.
2: Yeah. Hence a song, graduation. Yeah, I'll send exactly. it to
0: you. Yeah, send it over because, uh, you know, I might have myself a little ceremony after this. <laughs> <laughs> you deserve <laughs> it. Cause I just do a deserve a it. Paper. Yeah, I worked really hard yeah for, what? for a what i'm sat in front of a fucking waffle <laughs> yeah.
3: we gotta send you a little square cap yeah we thank do
0: you. thank you. think actually they're quite expensive apparently
3: i have no memory <laughs> of how much it costs yeah i don't think i didn't even go to university
0: i don't even know what i'm talking about i'm just chatting shit now
3: <laughs> i like remember like when you got your graduation cap i don't know about you tim but it was like supposed to be such a precious thing and it's like in in the tassel because the tassel had the school colors on it, and like the it had a little charm of the year you graduated. I have no fucking clue if that exists
2: anymore. I, I still have mine. I, no I way. I, can, I swear to God, I can go find it. I, I can't go find <laughs> it. I, my mom's a hoarder, and she gave me all of her stuff, so I'm a hoarder now, and I have like all this stupid stuff, and that's one of them. Oh, amazing! It's all over your wall. <laughs> yeah, I know. This, this is, is like, this is so much... the most did... painting I ever did.
3: <laughs> this... <laughs> I did yeah, have I expect when you were like, I have it. I thought you were just gonna, gonna reach, reach over. <laughs> <laughs> you mean this? <laughs> because I've
0: been waiting for this <laughs> That would have been awesome. That would
2: have been awesome. <laughs> oh my god!
3: What Taylor? What's the song that makes you cry?
0: Oh, every song makes me cry. Oh, I'm, I'm very in touch with my emotions. <laughs> Yeah, Dred, the song that kind of gets me at the moment is um, Free by Cat Burns.
3: Mm.
0: And if you had Tim, but she's, she's a UK singer, obviously, um, check her out. And there's, okay. a, there's a few of her songs at the moment, especially there's a fair even in the one called Ghosting. And it's about kind of like, I'm promised, like, I'm not ghosting you. I just kind of need to work on myself a little bit. And I don't know what it is at the moment. They're just. Even talking about it, I've got like a,
3: yeah.
0: Oh. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, that at the moment. But other than that, Adal. Adele was like the last oh. gig I went to, like with my mom before she had an operation that went horrifically wrong. Um, oh, no. And I mean, she's still here. She's still an absolute fucking nightmare. Like, Dear, I night- thought year. this no, was going no, a completely no. different <laughs> no. direction on no. the <laughs> <laughs> mental health podcast. Oh no! Rinse. It's, it's the reason I have mental health issues is because of what happened. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but yeah. I laugh about—I don't laugh about it now. I, I look for the positives rather than negatives. That's what I do. Mm-hmm. But the last proper gig I went to with my mom was Adele, and there's a song um, called "Sweetest Devotion," and she sings it about her son when he she was fir- when he was first born. And even again, look, it's happening. <laughs> talking mm-hmm. about it, yeah, it kind of—I think it sums up mine and my mom's relationship. And still to this day, it kind of still sums us up. So that's a song that I I tend to avoid. It's a skipper, but it's beautiful. Mm. Oh, we're having <laughs> such a positive time. And now this I feel like I'm going to go. Oh, honestly, the pair of you have been exceptional. Thank you. Wait, wait, hang on. Before we do all this kind of like the, the sign off, tours, what, what's going on? Where are
3: going? Do we get anything? <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> nope. Goodbye. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was never here. Um, uh, I have. I'm not on tour right now, but like I, I you know, I'm playing cl- clubs and colleges all over the country. Uh, I'm playing a lot of clubs, and um, all of my dates are on my website abigailia.com. I also have a podcast, a brag, uh, called Neurodivergent Moments, uh, because we wanted to make sure no one could spell it. And, uh, but it's (laughs) neurodivergent, yeah, Uh, Neurodivergent (laughs) Moments podcast. I do it with my buddy, Joe Wells, and um, I have ADHD. He is autistic. And we talk to other neurodiverse creative people about the little moments that, reminds us our brains are wired differently so yeah so it's about neurodiversity divergency excuse me you
0: can't even say it (laughs) it's your show
3: the uh the first episode is just uh me and joe talking and one thing he really wanted to do was talk about the uh, vocabulary around neurodivergency and the difference between neurodivergency and neurodiversity and he was like i'm really uncomfortable because i feel like i'm mansplaining this to you and i'm like no 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 we need to do this now otherwise i'm going to get us canceled in like four podcasts
0: it's a genuine fear of mine
3: <laughs> it's hard when you fall into like go into the mental health and uh and uh, neurodivergency world because like you want to do right but they're so people people can, can be there. very sensitive if you if you use the wrong language yep.
0: and they will come mm-hmm. for you as well.
3: Yeah. yeah. Rightly mm-hmm. so to be uh, mm-hmm. sensitive. But sometimes sometimes we need to be uh, educating each other with a kind, kind heart.
0: Yep. What a beautiful way to sign off the episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Make sure I will add the links in everywhere obviously so people can check you out and the same with 22 minutes i always feel like i'm saying it wrong but that's
2: no, no you it's nailed it 22 ins- minutes i know but it, sometimes when i'd see it, it 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 takes me a minute <laughs> some people think it's 20 ti minutes like i talk about the rapper ti for 20 minutes <laughs> yeah it's 22 minutes oh you
0: should do that that's the thing
2: <laughs> i know i really should i should just do a strictly ti episode <laughs> you can
0: get whatever you like yep mm-hmm that's a ti sign anyway you check <laughs> shit. right thank you both for joining me i've absolutely loved it and i feel like we've we've touched upon some great subjects so if you've liked it hit subscribe and all that shite see you soon
1: hey it's Paige Desorbo from giggly squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to quince